Hello everyone. This is Fire Fridays with Angie. I pray that everyone is having a blessed day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. John 11 and 40 says, Did I not tell you and promise you that I will that if you will believe and rely on me, you will see the glory of God. I'm going to read that again. John 11 and 40 says, did I not tell you and promise you that if you will believe and rely on me, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. We are in the season where God is showing himself really mighty uh, in the lives of his, of his children. Uh, we are expecting God. Amen. To show us his glory. We are expecting God to show us his power. We are expecting God to show his might. The, the, God said that, 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 that miracle signs and wonders shall follow him and all her that believe it. Hallelujah. We are in the season of miracle signs and wonders. God is getting ready to show himself mightily. I don't know who that is for, but there are some things that you have been praying and asking God about that you have not yet seen. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you that those things that you have been praying for, you are getting ready to access in your hands. Hallelujah. I speak that over from my house to your house. Everything that you have been praying and asking God about, God is physically to manifest it in your life. Amen. So we give God all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor for all the mighty works, all the mighty acts that he has done. And the best, hallelujah, is still yet to come. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be back up here with everyone. Um, I once again want to jump, amen, right into the word because I know some of you are still probably at work or on break or wherever you are. I want to just jump, amen, right, right into the word. Amen. And we're going to be um, coming out of the book of Acts. Acts. Acts chapter 20, Acts, amen, the book, the book of actions, amen, Acts chapter 20, amen, and we're going to be reading a couple of verses, I want to encourage everyone, if you haven't, to go and check out my website, um, my website is tenderloveministries.com, yes, if you get a chance, please go up there and just check, check, check the website out, website out, God bless you. Um, in advance, amen. The word of the Lord, Acts 20, started with verse 9 through 12. And it says, And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sucked down with sleep. And fell down from three stories. And he was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him. And embracing him said, trouble not yourself for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again. And had broken bread and eaten. And talked a long while till break of day. So he departed. And they brought the young man alive. And we're not little confident. I want to read verse uh, verse 9 from Acts 20. Verse 9. I want to read that because that's where 
our subject is coming from. Verse 9 says, And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sucked down with sleep and fell down from, from the third loft or three stories high in another version and was taken up dead. I just want to talk to you, amen, from this subject just for a few moments. Few moments. My subject is, you sleep too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The subject, the subject is, the subject is, you sleep too much. In my study time, I was reading an article called, What is Sleep? It was saying that sleep is a condition as well as a natural state of the body and mind as that which typically reoccurs for several hours every night in which the nervous system is relatively inactive. The eyes are closed and the postural muscles are relaxed and consciousness practically is suspended. Healthy sleep consists of, according to this article, healthy sleep consists of quantity. Uh, yeah, quantity, seven to nine hours for adults that, that they consider that healthy sleep. Another thing that they consist of healthy sleep is quality, your environment, your routines, your lifestyle choices as defined by your restful and uninterrupted time of sleep. The third thing they said is part of, of, of healthy sleep is timing. Your circadian stability um, is a natural rhythm internal process that regulates the sleep-wake cycle and it repeats roughly every 24 hours. It's consistent routines. Sleep has a profound impact on our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. It makes us more emotionally stable and resilient and better equips us to handle challenges throughout the day. This has never been truer than today. As the global pandemic has forced society to face challenges of well-being like never before. And quality sleep is a primary factor. Also, quality sleep per night is enough to boost your immune system. That's what the article said. But on the other hand, the article said that lack of sleep has been linked to several diseases and chronic conditions prevalent today, including obesity. Type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and depression. Not getting enough quality sleep can also lead to injuries and disabilities caused by accidents on the road or at work. For all these reasons, quality sleep matters to our health in a significant way. The CDC reports that more than a third of American adults state they are not getting, listen, more than third of American adults state they are not getting sufficient sleep on a regular basis. Wow. What they refer to as a public health epidemic. The National Sleep Foundation states that despite sleeping within the recommended number of hours a night, listen, 35% of Americans report their sleep quality as poor or fair. Mm -hmm. And a leading consumer magazine found that 27% of adults 
say they have trouble falling or staying asleep most nights. And an overwhelming 68% say they struggle with sleep at least once a week. In the Bible, in the Bible, God talks about three different types of sleep. I want to share them with you. Uh, the first type that God talks about is the physical sleep. The physical sleep is when our mind, our body, our nervous system is inactive. Uh-huh. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's physical. That's that's physical. That's what the, the, the second sleep that the Bible um talks about um is spiritual sleep. Uh what is spiritual? Spiritual sleep is you are awake physically, but you're asleep spiritually. Oh my god, I'm gonna say that again. A spiritual sleep is you are awake physically, but sleep spiritually. Paul says in Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, that the glory of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that ye may know what the hope of his calling is and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. That's, that's a reference scripture. That we have to pray that, I, that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. The, the last sleep that the Bible talks about. Amen. We all got a face. It's called the sleep of death. Um, the sleep of death is when God calls us home. So, so in the Bible you have physical sleep. Amen. That's when your mind and your body and your nervous system is inactive. You go to sleep. Then you have spiritually sleep. That's when you are awake physically, but you are asleep spiritually. Then you have the third sleep, which is called sleep of death. That's when God calls us home. That's when our time on this earth is over. Amen. The Bible says in Ezekiel 18 and 32, God has no pleasure in death. But he wants us to turn or change so we could live. Oh my. All three types of sleep are connected. All three are important. But my assignment, amen, for this morning is to focus on spiritually sleep. Why? Spiritually sleep, listen to me, uh-huh, is between physical and sleep of death. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Spiritually sleep is between physical and sleep of death. It's in the middle. Just like Jesus, oh my, is in between God and man. Did you get that? Spiritual sleep is in the middle of physical and the sleep of death. Just like Jesus is the middle person, the middle man between God and man. I asked a question, a friend, a question to a friend. And the question was, where is the richest place in the world? What is, what is the richest place in the world? I'm asking you that question as well. I want you to think about it. What, where is the richest place in the world? As I was asking her that question, she was looking at me funny because she said, 
Maybe this is a trick question. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a trick question. I just wanted to know what her answer was going to be. And she looked at me. She said, "She said I don't, I don't know." I said, "Well, let me, let me, let me enlighten you. Let me share some stuff with you." I said, "The richest place in the world is the grave." Oh wow! She said, "What?" She said, "She said what?" The richest place in the world is the grave. You said, "Well, why? Why would you say that?" I'm gonna tell you why. There are so many people who died with songs we never heard, with books we never read, with businesses we never seen, with ministries that could have changed the world, and so many other anointing gifts and talents. Why is this? Because some of them have allowed the devil, and they have allowed themselves, and they have allowed other people, and they have allowed their choices to abort their assignment. Oh, glory. Some of them got addicted to drugs. Some hung out with the wrong crowd. Some trusted more to people than God. Some allowed the cares of this world to take them out. Some even left here with natural causes. But whatever the cause is, they left here undone. Oh, wow. That's, 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 that's a true fact. And as we... And as we that all believers that are still living right now, we should not want to leave this earth without doing the assignment that God has chosen us to do. Oh yes. Oh yes. That that is a true fact. It should be it should be our goal to make sure that whatever God designed us to do, whatever he created us for, whatever that thing is that God created us to do, we, we should be striving every day to make sure that we are doing the assignment, that we are walking in the assignment, that we are speaking in the assignment that God has chosen us to do. God is at the beginning and he is at the end. But the in-between, we work together with God. Okay, let me, let me say that again. Because, I, because some people have a mindset to think that God is going to do everything for you. Let me encourage you. God has already done everything that he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going to do nothing else. Everything that everything pertains to your life is already done. So, so I want to encourage you. See, God is at the beginning. And God is at the end. But the in-between, we got to partner with God to get that done. Oh, yes. Revelation 21, 12 and 13 says, And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and I am Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the first and I am the last. Wake up. Wake up. You're sleeping too much. You sleep too much. What happens? Come on, I want to I share this. What happens when you are spiritually asleep? I'm gonna, I got a few things I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what happens when you are spiritually asleep. Your, your, your physical sleep is important too. I told you all three sleep that the Bible talks about is important. But your spirit, you being spiritually asleep is, 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 is not a good thing. 
But 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 let me tell you what happens when you are spiritually asleep. The first thing that happens is you lose your discernment. See, let, let me explain this for a minute. For a minute. See, when you lose your discernment, that means you call right wrong and wrong right. See, you don't you don't know how to differentiate between right and wrong, good and evil. That that that's what spiritual sleep does. It it, it, it it causes you to lose your discernment. Okay? Uh-huh. The second thing is you become more fleshly. And when you become more fleshly, that means you have no life in you. Oh, oh man. Oh man. Oh man. The, 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 the other thing that happens when you're spiritually asleep. You are unable to see in the spirit. You are able to see the spirit. You can't see in the spirit. Another thing is you will sit instead of move. Oh my God. You will sit instead of move. And that's what we see. The thing is Uticus would never have fall, fallen from three stories if he was spiritually asleep. If he was moving instead of sitting, he would not have fell three stories down out that window. But because of the fact he was supposed to be up there listening, the Bible says that Paul was preaching. Oh, that sounds like some of, us, some of us today. People in church falling asleep. Ain't hearing nothing what the preacher is saying. And then as soon as you ask them what the message is, they can't even tell you what the message is because they are... That allowed Satan to allow them to fall asleep while the word of God was being preached. And when you do that, you find yourself sitting instead of moving. And when you're sitting, things happen. Just like it happened to Eutychus. But, 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 but there's the other side, you know. So, so I gave you the reasons of what happened if you are spiritually asleep. But now me, let me tell you what will happen if you are spiritually awake. If you are spiritually awake, the first thing is you will be able to do and function and all of the things that I've just spoke about. That means you will have discernment. You will become more spiritual than fleshly. You will be able to see in the spirit. You will be a mover instead of a sitter. In other words, you will be a doer instead of a talker. Oh my God. Also, you will flow with the spirit and be in the spirit. Spiritual maturity is very important. Let me tell you. Spiritual maturity is very important. And you can tell who is and who isn't. Because it shows in your character. Oh my God. It shows in your words. It shows in your actions. It shows in your thoughts. It shows in your lifestyle. It shows. I don't care what you say out your mouth. It shows when you are spiritually immature, it shows. When you are spiritually mature, it shows. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 5 through 8 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded or to be fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind 
is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Did you? That's what the word said. That's in Romans 8, 5 through 8. It says those that are in the flesh cannot please God. See, 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 I was taught uh, there is supposed to be a difference uh, between um, godly and ungodly. Mm -hmm. um, I was taught that there was supposed to be difference between saved and unsaved. Um, I was taught that there's supposed to be a difference between spiritual and and fleshy, fleshy. Uh huh. I, I was also taught there should, that was that there is supposed to be a difference between worldly and churchy. But now, see, we live in a time um, where we don't know the difference unless you are operating in the spirit. Only those of us who has a close relationship with God only know the difference. But not only do we know the difference, we live the difference. Oh my God. Oh yeah, it takes courage to live different. It, it takes courage to stand out. It, it takes courage to be exceptional. Oh yes, oh yes. And only those of us that have a true relationship with God knows the difference because we operate in the spirit. But not only do we know, we live this thing. It's part of our lifestyle. We live it. We live it every day. Because we understand. 2 Corinthians 6.17 says... Therefore, come out from them and be <laughs> separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. See, that's, that's another problem that we have. Everybody want to fit in. Everybody want to fit in the crowd. Everybody want to do what everybody else is doing. No, no, nobody want to be unique. Nobody want to be the, the unique person that God had created you to be. You know, you 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 good with just fitting in with everybody else. <laughs> because yeah, it, it costs to be different. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it costs to stand out. But if God said in in, 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 in the Psalms, He said that He has fearfully and wonderfully made us. God created us. God said, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Not says man. Not, not says your family. Not says your co-worker. Not says your best friend. Uh-huh. It says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. That's what the word says. I realize you can change. If you are open to change, some people are not open to change. Some people, some people have 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 agreed and and, and convinced themselves um, that they're not going to change. They don't want to change. They don't have the desire to change. You, to be honest, you have to you got to be truthful. You got to accept people for for what for what it is. There are some people in the world, and not just in the world, on your job and your family, and not just in the world that don't want to change. They, 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 they settle for where they are. And, 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 and the thing is, our job as believers, we, we still have to show love to them even if they decide to do that. We still have to love them no matter where they find themselves in their, in their life. And we still have to pray for them, praying and hoping that before it's too late that they will come on in. That is our job as believers. 
That's what we supposed. We are supposed to love regardless. We might not like what they do. We might not like what they say. We might not like how they act. But God tells us that we have to love because God has loved us through through our mess. Oh my God! Matter of fact, He died for our mess. Amen. So we have to love regardless. But the thing what people have to understand, you can change if you want to. You can live a better life if you want to. No, you don't have to follow the path of your parents. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, only, I heard that excuse too. You ain't got to follow the path of your parents. You ain't got to follow the path of your grandma and your granddaddy. No, 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 no. You, you, can, find your own, you can find your own path. And live your life with God. Which is the good life. Amen. You, you can change if you're open to change. You got to be open to want to change. You do not have to keep living being spiritually asleep. No. But the choice is up to you. We, we all got to make our choice. We, my mom used to tell me, Mitch, you know, you're going to have that bed that you make, you're going to have to lie in it. What, what basically what, what basically what she was saying is whatever choices you decide to make in your life you gonna have to you gonna have to deal with those choices but 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 this is what we have to understand my brothers and sisters this is what we have to understand just because we make bad choices does not mean that we got to continue on the same bad the same path it doesn't mean that that's why you have a north and south if you if you if you driving south Glory to God. If you're going traveling, you driving south, and you realize that you on, that you're supposed to be going north, you ain't gotta continue driving south. All you gotta do is get off the next exit and turn around and go north. <laughs> it's the same thing with your life. If you started off wrong, and I'm pretty sure all of us started off wrong. I started off wrong. But guess because you start off wrong doesn't mean you got to continue in that same path. Get off the next exit, turn around, and go to the right direction. But the choice is up to you. When you walk in the spirit, there are three things that will happen uh, when you walk when you walk in the spirit. Number one, you will profit much. God will, God will bless you with much. When you, when you walk in the spirit, this will, you will profit much. No, number two, you will be productive. Which means you will produce good things. When, you, when you're walking in the spirit with God, uh, not only does you profit much, not only does he bless you, you will be productive in everything that you do. Number three is you will prosper. Joshua will one seven eight says, "Only be strong and very courageous. Observe to do all that I command you to do. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper, whithersoever you go." Then he goes on to say, "This book shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate day and night, that you may observe to do according to all." That is written therein. That you shall make your way prosperous. And you shall have good success. God said. God said. 
If you if if you if you just observe to do all that I tell you to do. If if you just do everything that I tell you to do. He said, "Yo, yo, you gonna your way is gonna be prosperous. That you're gonna prosper wherever you go." He said, "If you do, if you just be obedient to what I said do." He said, "You gonna prosper wherever you go." But then he said, "But then he said that if you meditate on my word and and not a." He said, "He said my word will not depart from your mouth." He said, and if, "If you will meditate in my word day and night and be obedient to what I say do." He said, "You shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success." God can't lie, my brothers and sisters. I'm a living witness. It's impossible for God to lie. Whatever God spoke, whatever he said, it's coming to pass. And yet there are some things, some things he'll do quickly. And there's some things that he'll take you a process, he'll take you through a process. I'm gonna say that again. Some things God will take away quickly. He will help you to get quickly. You will move in quickly. And then there's other things that he takes you through a process. God said you will make your way prosperous. He said, and you will have good success. But, 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 there's a conjunction. But, yes, on, on one side of the conjunction, uh-huh, it says, he said you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. He said, but, that's, that's some things though. That's some things. That's some things. That, that's some things we got to do on the other side of that conjunction. On the other side of but. But! We must stay focused on your assignment. You must stay focused on God. The problem is many people are focusing on the wrong things. They're focusing on the wrong things. See, God is the one that has come to change mindsets. God is the one that has come to change habits and lifestyles. God has, is the one. God, 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 God has to come to change his house from a den of thieves to a house of prayer. That's Matthew 21, 12 and 13. God is the one that is changing things. God, God is the one that changed me. I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say it. It, it was it was love that lifted me up out of the position that I was in. It, it was love that, 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 that helped me change my direction. It wasn't Angie. It was, it was God. That's, that's who it was. It was, it was. it was God that did it. And, 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 I can, and I'm a living witness that God will change your whole mindset. That he will change your whole life if you be obedient to what he said do. I know that for a fact. Sometimes we get so caught up on man. We get so caught up on people. We get so caught up on our problems and our circumstances and our spouses and our significant other, our friends, our family. We get so caught up on all of this other extra stuff. Mm -hmm. See, but what we have to understand is man or woman is just the instrument or the vessel that God uses to promote and birth his agenda, his plan, his purpose in the earth.
Somebody didn't get that. I'm going to say it again. We sometimes get so caught up with man or woman. But what we have to understand is man or woman is just the instrument or vessel that God uses to promote and to birth his agenda, his plan, his purpose in the earth. Wow. Only those of us that are spiritually that are spiritual understands this. Only those that are spiritual understands this. It's, it's not me I, that is talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm the instrument. I'm the vessel. But it's really God that's speaking through me to say what it is that I'm saying. See, but we get so caught up on man that we don't, we don't, we're not focused on the God that's in the man or the God that's in the woman. <laughs> oh my God. In our text, in our text, there was a young man, man by the name of Eutychus. Eutychus was sleeping in a window and he fell into a deep sleep. As Paul was preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell out the window three stories down. Wow. As I was saying earlier, if Eutychus was doing instead of sitting, then this would have never happened. It would have never occurred. If he was moving around, if he was, if he was doing something, whether, whether it was standing up and lifting his hands or whether, or whether he was worshiping God or whether he was singing a worship song, you know, if he was doing anything other than sitting, he would have never fell three stories down. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 says, Whatsoever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Glory to God. Ecclesi I'm going to say it again. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 says, Whatsoever you find your hands to do, do it with all your might. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What, what, what is God saying in that scripture? What God is saying is that he said, be steadfast. Be, be consistent. Be persistent. Don't, don't, don't be moved. He said, don't be moved. He said, always abound in the work of the Lord. Always find yourself doing something for the Lord. And he said, for as much you know that your labor, so whatever you do for God is not in vain. But that word vain means whatever you do for God is not for nothing. <laughs> when, when, you, when you are working in the things of God, sometimes it might not seem that things are blossoming or, or prospering as, as fast as you would like to. But, but just because you don't see the results quickly, it does not mean that your labor in vain. It does not mean that you're serving for no reason. It does not mean that you help people for no reason. If you keep, if you keep going, if you keep being steadfast and being consistent and being persistent and not being moved, God eventually is going to bless what you do. Don't think that he don't see what you do. He, he sees your loving heart. Yeah, he sees it. He, 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 he sees the things that you do. He sees it. 
He said that your labor is not in vain. Whatever you do for him, whatever you do for people out of the kindness of your heart, don't think that God is not going to bless you for it. Don't think that he's going to overlook you. See, because God is love. Hallelujah. God is love. And if we and if he live in our hearts, we can't do nothing but show love. Because he's in us. See, but this sounds like church folk today. What, what you mean? You know, you because he was sitting instead of moving. That sounds like church folk today. You know, you got more church folk sitting than doing. Yeah, they, they, they sit, they sit. But then they tell you what you need to do. But they're not moving. And what God called them to do. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. They, they, they sit. And they watch and they observe. And they talk about what, other, what others aren't doing. Or what others are doing. But they're not moving. Oh glory to God. Yeah we yeah. Yeah let's tell the truth. Do. 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 <laughs> wow. Don't you know that. When you fall in a deep sleep, spiritual sleep, that you, do you not understand that, sorry, don't you understand that when you fall in a, a deep spiritual sleep, that you are not active? When you, when you are spiritually asleep, you're not active. You won't move. The Bible says, wow, the Bible says faith without works is dead. I'm going to say it again. The Bible says, faith without works is dead. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. Say, for instance, if somebody looking for a job, we're just going to throw this out here. And the reason, I'm, the reason why I'm saying this is because, as you know, with, with, with COVID-19 last year, a lot of people lost their jobs. And some people still haven't found jobs. So I'm using job as an example. Say, for instance, if you're looking for a job and you praying and you asking God for God, job, God, I need a job, and you praying, you praying, and you believing, but you don't put no applications in. That's faith without works is dead. So you can't pray and ask God for a job and believe that God going to give you a job if you're not willing to put applications in. Oh my goodness. The work is putting the application in. Because God ain't going to fill the application out for you. That, that's, that's something that you can humanly do yourself. Hallelujah. You, we, see, this is the thing. Most of us want God to do things that we can humanly do ourselves. See, but that's not the job of God. God's job is to do what we humanly cannot do. So, so, so God's job is once you put the application in, in that dream job, now it's up to God to open the door. See, cause you can't make the door open. Your, your, your job is only to fill out the application. But you believe that once you put that application in and you believe that if this job is for you, no matter how many people put the same application in for this job, they are not going to get that job because that job don't belong to them. It belongs to you. Oh, I know that for a fact. Faith without works is dead. You 
believe God for a business if you're not willing to, to create a business plan. That's something that we can humanly do. So God said, if you do what you're supposed to do, you ain't got to worry about me doing my part. I'm waiting on, matter of fact, God said, I'm waiting on you. You ain't waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. Faith without works is dead. I'm almost done. But then, but then, but then, then sometimes we, then we wonder, you know, some of us wonder why we're not growing spiritually. You know, some of us, some of us wonder, well, why, why I'm not seeing miracle miracles occur in my in my life, or, or, or why, why don't we have the blessings of God, or why, excuse me, people don't want to be around us? It's because you sleep too much. <laughs> this young man was supposed to be dead, falling three stories down. But the Bible says that Paul went down and fell on him and embraced him saying, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. Wow. Ain't this is what Jesus did for us and what Jesus keeps doing for us? Some of us should have been dead by now. Uh-huh. But God keeps giving us chances. Jesus, Jesus did not want us to die. And he still don't want us to die without him. So what he did, he became sin for us. A man that knew no sin became sin for us. And why did he do that? He did that so we can make a decision to either be spiritually asleep or spiritually dead. Out of all that Jesus has done for us, we cannot stay spiritually asleep, my brothers and sisters. We can live again. We, we can start our lives over again. It's not too late. It's late when there's a casting in front of us in, in a church. That's, that's when it's too late. That's, that's when it's all over. But as long as you got breath in your body and you have the activities of your limbs, you can see, you can hear, you can taste, you can smell, you can walk. Nobody has to dress you. There's another chance that God is giving you to get your life in order. God wants to bless you. God wants to take you higher. God wants to show you miracle signs and wonders. God wants to trust you with much. But I have a question. God wants to trust you with much, but I have a question. Can he trust you with the little that he already gave you? Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. The Bible says, if you be faithful over a few things, God said, I will make you ruler over many things. See, but the thing is, most of us are praying to God to bless us with big stuff when we're not even taking care of the little. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. We, God, we're praying to God to bless us with a one-bedroom apartment, but we're not taking care of the efficiency that he gave us. Jesus Christ. We're, we're praying and asking God to bless us with a townhouse or a home or, or, or our own land, uh, but we can't even take care of the apartment that he placed us in. Oh, my Lord. God wants to give us much. But can he trust you with the little that he's already given you? Stop sleeping.
sleeping too much. Open your eyes. Ask God to open your eyes. Do not keep allowing Satan to make you think that it's okay to stay spiritually asleep. It's not okay. God said it is not okay. If you continue, I'm closing. If you continue to spiritually sleep, you are giving Satan access to everything pertaining to you. I'm going to say that one more time. If you continue to sleep spiritually, you are giving Satan access to everything pertaining to you. Everything. We got to wake up. My brothers and sisters, we got to wake up. We got to wake up. You know why? Because you're sleeping too much. You're sleeping too much. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. Amen. I thank God for the word. And I pray that it resonate with some, resonate with your heart, that you will let it sink in. You can't, you sleep too much. There's, there's, there's time for, for us to do, time to be active in the things of God. That is the word of the Lord. God bless you. Once again, please check out my website when you get a chance. Amen. At tenderloveministry.com. Hallelujah. Check out my website and I'll see you guys the next time. God bless you.